You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Hello, and yes, you are listening to Orange County's longest running business talk show, and I am your host, Rick Franzi, and boy, do we have a good show for you. Why do you ask? Because our guest is Craig Cook. He's not only an entrepreneur, but he's a published author. We're going to be talking both about his consulting practice as well as his new book. I'm so excited to have you on the show. We're going to talk about business kung fu. So, Craig, welcome to the program. Thank you, Rick. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much. Uh, I know what it takes to become a published author, and you've walked that journey, but I wonder if you could take us back in time to the original inspiration that you had and maybe motivation to continue to evolve the manuscript that is now your book. Sure. Yeah, actually, it's funny thinking about it. My very first passion in life was books. Uh, Mm -hmm. When I was a little kid, like five years old or however old I was, I always had a book in my face constantly, you know, just always, always wanting to um, read as soon as I was able to read. Uh, but even before then, wanting my mom to read to me, right? You know, I'd, I'd stick a book in front of her face and say, read. <laughs> That's what she would tell me. The books were always like, it was my first passion in life, actually, were, were books. And then uh, I would say when I was around a late teenager, 17, 18 or so, I remember thinking, you know, one day I really would like to write a book. At the time, I had no idea what that would be about. But just uh, just an uh, inner desire to do that uh, one day, just uh, to just as an aspect of um, self-fulfillment. For, fast forward to 2011 is when I decided, you know what, that book I always wanted to write, I'm going to do it. And I uh, came up with the concept and an idea and, and started working on it. And I uh, would work on it a little bit. Um, and then, you know, as you know, running a business takes a lot of time and effort. And that was the focus. So I'd work on it on and off. And then it got into a, a long stretch of off. So it took me finally, after 12 years, I was able to finish it this year and get it released. And it just became available on Amazon as of uh, yesterday, maybe the day before. Uh, really? Yes. And that's the Kindle version. And then the print version should be available starting tomorrow, end of day. Well, this is very good timing that we have you live here on the Business Talk Show to talk about the book since it's right now in the midst of being launched. So how's it feel? It feels fantastic. It's really great. Like I said, books were my first passion. It was something I felt like I, I wanted to do for since I was a teenager and to actually be here and have done that. It, it's it's really fulfilling. I'm really happy about it. So who did you have in mind would be the target audience? Who should, who would benefit from reading your book, Craig? Well, I really wanted to share my experience as an entrepreneur. And that's where I felt I could really help others. So really it's, it's a, a book geared for entrepreneurs. And if you boil it down to its essence, it's a mindset book. Hmm. And it's really for entrepreneurs to help inspire them and then hopefully empower them to overcome the many challenges that entrepreneurs are faced in their journey. 
as you know, it's, it's not an easy ride. Uh, there's all kinds of challenges and I was sharing my experience and um, I really just hopefully it, it just helps inspire and empower uh, other entrepreneurs. Now, of course, it could also benefit just any sort of business professional. They don't necessarily have to be an owner. If there's uh, any sort of like executive managers, just or any type of just professional in general. Uh, I feel that people could always take these uh, stories and kind of extrapolate it and, and apply it to their life. So you you were an avid reader as a young person. Would this book be appropriate for maybe a high schooler or someone who's in college? Would it, would it since it's a mindset book, could it also be resonating with those people as well? Yes, I, I believe so. Uh, I remember being a younger person uh, when I came across um, like self-help material. It was really impactful for me. Uh, some of it was uh, really so helpful. It got me through some very challenging times, actually. So uh, I could see that definitely serving that audience and, and hopefully helping people as as they're coming of age to help them through their challenges. So, yes. So let's talk a little bit about some of the concepts that are in the book to help to tease the audience to want to buy the Kindle version or buy the hard copy paperback version. So you have a five element model in the book. So let's start with that philosophy, that framework. Can you describe for us what's in that part of the book? Sure, absolutely. And, and just to even take a quick step further back, the reason why it's even called business Kung Fu is because I studied Chinese Kung Fu, a form of martial arts back when I was uh, started at 17 till I was 25, really, um, really deep in that. And I learned great lessons, um, all kinds of different lessons from that time period of, of, of studying Kung Fu. And I actually took those lessons and applied it to how I thought about uh, the business that I started when I was 25 uh, with a couple of friends and really how to structure the company, how to think about it, how to uh, my, my mindset, uh, my just perspective and outlook on things. Now, the five element model is based on classic uh, Chinese five element theory. And it's something that um, just based on my experience uh, with martial arts and also um, Qigong, actually, which we'll probably talk about at some point. Yes. Um, there's this uh, five element theory that's been around for thousands of years from the Chinese culture. That's really interesting. Now, that theory has it's called five elements because there's actually five different elements, uh, fire, earth, uh, metal, water, uh, and uh, wood. So those five elements, um, they all have these different um, progressions, uh, cycles and influences on each other. And looking at that five element model, it applies to martial arts, but also applies to uh, Chinese medicine. Um, also, even from a spiritual aspect, uh, a whole number of things. Uh, it, it's very interesting model. Um, so when it came comes to entrepreneurship, I, again, that knowledge of, of my experience here, I applied it to thinking about, well, there's actually a five element model when it comes to entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. And I believe in, in my mind, and this is my model in the way I think about it, 
of course, people can have all kinds of models and do their variations and so forth. But for me, this is what I recognize as being true. And that is um, passion. Uh, one of the elements uh, is passion. Entrepreneurs have to have a passion in order to go on this crazy ride. Otherwise, it's, it's just going to be just too, too difficult and there'll be a burnout. Now, that passion actually leads to discipline, which is the next element. It's a cycle. Think of it as a, a circular cycle. That discipline leads to expertise or expert skills. Uh, from that, that leads to confidence. Because once you become an expert at something, you're much more confident in your abilities and, and of yourself. And then finally, uh, that confidence element leads to the final element, which is faith. And faith is uh, a conviction in yourself, a strong belief in yourself and whatever your belief system is in a higher power and so forth. And mm -hmm. all these elements are extremely important. And there's, there's that um, progression, how each element leads into the other, as I mentioned, but it could also cycle backwards, where if you start to lose your faith, for example, it can then start to impede your confidence. You start losing your confidence, could start losing your your expertise. So it could go both directions. And then there's uh, even influences where it kind of crosses and creates this star pattern. Uh, that's really interesting. And, and it's really deep. And and you can study and, and look at that for, for hours and hours. And, and when it comes to how it's applied in health and um, martial arts and, and spiritual work, it's it's so interesting and so deep and involved. It, it's, it's a whole subject in and of itself. But yet for... For this, um, it's really what I consider to be the foundation, foundation mm -hmm. mindset for entrepreneurs. You know, they all are interesting. I'd like to maybe drill down a little bit more on the discipline part of it. Sure. Especially as it relates to an entrepreneur, because sometimes as a, especially a solopreneur, there's really not a lot of control on your time, focus, energy, and effort. And so I'm just wondering, could you, Take us maybe a little bit deeper on that one aspect, discipline. Absolutely. Discipline is so important. Um, even though all of them are important and it's important to have a balance, it's all about balance. But uh, for me, um, I really want to pay extra attention to discipline. And I actually wrote an entire chapter in my book for discipline and then a subsequent chapter on discipline techniques. Uh, for me, Discipline was one of the greatest things that uh, that was brought out of me in, from martial arts. Mm -hmm. And discipline really starts with showing up. It sounds kind of funny, but some people just don't show up. And I'm talking about showing up every day. You know, showing up every day to go out and do what you're set out to do. Um, it's, it sounds <laughs> super simple, but from just my experience and, and from what I've seen out there, not everyone shows up and that's that's the very first thing is, is just showing up then of course there's various uh, habits that you need to build and and it takes time you know, sometimes people get really excited uh, overly excited and they can go all in and and just overdo it and then they burn out mm -hmm. uh, and then oh let me take a break and get away from it and then you know, a week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks goes by, and then months go by, and then they kind of get back to it. And they just, it just doesn't, um, it's not conducive to making long-term 
sustainable progress. And discipline is something that's it's an everyday thing and just incremental, incremental progress. And it's, it's so critically important, which then uh, I, I talk about discipline techniques, which is really a way of saying developing a, like a superpower. Um, in martial arts, and when I studied, discipline techniques were considered a technique that you brought to such a high level of skill that you can break materials like mm-hmm. cement or bricks. So, um, you know, back in the day, I, I used to break cement and bricks and, and with certain types of techniques. And that was, those were my discipline techniques. So I talk in, in the book about developing your set of discipline techniques, which should really be your core services in, in your company. You know, as you're explaining it, I'm thinking that um, I have a belief system that when life gives you a chance to learn something, especially at a young age, you should learn it as well as possible for one, to benefit from that experience, but two, you never know later in life when that experience or knowledge may serve you in an unrelated area. And it, it certainly sounds like to me this martial arts training was really foundational for a future that you hadn't even envisioned for yourself yet as an entrepreneur, right? hundred percent. You hit it spot on. Couldn't have said it better myself. The other side of discipline, you know, a lot of times we think of discipline like you during difficult times, you've got to stay in the game. Something that I've observed, Craig, and I wonder if you've seen it too, that sometimes success can be an enemy of discipline. People stop doing what got them there for whatever reason. There can be a lot of distractions when you're a successful entrepreneur. Uh, Your company, Inc. 5000 Fast Growing, multiple times. Uh, Best places to work, multiple times. There was a lot of success built into the way that you and your partners built that and your teams built that company. Did you ever find that that success could become intoxicating and maybe you needed a discipline to get back and stay focused? Yeah, you're spot on with that statement too. Um, I say if if you're not humble, eventually you get humbled. <laughs> and, what <you're, laughs> and what you're talking about is where success can inflate the ego and in that one element of confidence actually becomes arrogance mm. and i t- mentioned how that five element theory is all about balance you can have um, excess or deficient conditions in any of those five elements so with what we're talking about here there would be an excess of confidence that really creates arrogance once someone is is at that level or in that state they start to think well yeah, I'm so good. Mm. I don't really need to worry about doing this stuff anymore. And what does that do? That's this opposite influence um, in that star pattern where it starts to affect discipline. It has like a, a, an insulting or a negative effect on discipline because of that arrogance. Is I'm so good. What do I need to? Why do I need to bother? And then of course you start to lose your discipline. Then you start to um, you know, affects your skills and, and, and your passion too. It just has this, this, um, negative effect where you start spiraling down. And and tell me if this is a true statement. Um, you've, you've run organizations with quite a number of employees as the leader goes, the organization either consciously or subconsciously picks up the cues. And if the, my sense is if the boss starts to lose their focus and their discipline, that can move through the organization in un, unforeseen ways. 100%. Yeah, 
you know, from the way I like to think of things as, as a leader in a company was always lead by example. Mm-hmm. And the, your team members, your staff, they're always watching. You might not think they are, but they are. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'd be consciously aware of it. Just thinking you're in your office doing your thing or, you know, you're remote, even if you're remote, you know, what's the boss doing? You know, what, what, what are they doing? Like you're, you're always being watched. You're always being scrutinized in, in a sense, but that's because people are looking for leadership. That's why we're leaders. We, we need to lead by example. Right. And at the very base, the question is, regardless of what's happening, am I going to be okay? Right. Oh, yeah. he's in the room with the door closed with the CFO. They come out, they're frowning. Ooh. Right. Should yeah. I look for a job? Right. Right. Because unfortunately, when people don't have um, all the information or they feel they don't have information, they start to speculate. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. as human beings, we tend when we speculate, we tend to speculate towards the negative spectrum of things. I think that's part of our survival mechanism. Right. <laughs> we we over dramatize the risk. Right. Right. And there may be nothing going on. It could be like there's great things going on, but there's I've seen it a lot where and that's just part of leadership communication, just making sure that there's consistent communication uh, with not only your management team, but with your entire staff. Uh, I can't verify this story, but I heard it that people when John Kennedy was president would get frustrated because it took him so long to get off the air, whatever the Air Force One was at the time that he was president. He was making sure that he looked right and felt right because his comment was, it's not just me getting off this plane. It's the United States getting off this plane. Mm. And so, yeah, being the impression that he gave. So, yeah, that's right. You're always being scrutinized. Right. Right. You know, we've touched on some of the elements of the book, but I wanted in the time that I have with you, are there, can you give us some other sense for what else the readers will find or hear? when they pick up your book? Sure. Uh, yeah, the book progresses uh, in a manner of, of how I learned martial arts, actually. So yeah, there, there's the foundational aspect um, in, in the discipline I mentioned, uh, but there's also the aspect of learning a complete system or formulating a complete system, training, um, learning how to fight, uh, winning and losing. Uh, and the, the last three chapters are, I mean, everything's important in there, but the last three chapters are very interesting. It, it focuses on, on the mind, the body, and the spirit. Again, it's a mindset book, and the mind is so important. So there's a whole chapter devoted to the mind. And the body is really taking care of yourself. Yeah, unfortunately for me, but it's a lesson now I get to share with people, I let my health go um, in my probably my, like my mid-30s or so. I just was so obsessively all in and working, work, 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 and um, not enough sleep, way too much coffee. (laughs) You know, just let my health go. And it wasn't good. And I uh, ended up coming down with a a challenge with uh, diabetes, actually, which I've now overcome uh, 100% without any sort of medication. And um, really, the lesson here is that you need to take care of yourself. You got to be of service to yourself that you can be of service to others for the long term. That's so common, isn't it, though? We're we're successful entrepreneurs 
don't make time for themselves in some area of, that's important outside of the business. It is. It's, it's very common. And um, I just wanted to make sure I shared my experience just to help people um, understand that that's, yeah, when duty calls, duty calls, but but you got you have to on a regular basis take care of yourself because then you can have that sustainable uh, aspect of of being there and leading um, others and not burning out. Um, oh, and then the last uh, chapter is about the spirit, and I, I saved that for the last chapter because really um, the spirit, our thoughts and emotions, in a sense, is what gets us through the toughest times. It's that perseverance. It's our spirit that allows us to persevere and, and get through our dark night of the soul, our most challenging times. And I share some stories in there about that. And again, that's why I think for the younger folks, for people in college or high school, reading your book, if you can get those coping skills and that realization as early in life as possible, it, I think it the, the multiplier effect over the arc of your career is, is significantly greater. And so uh, if you're listening and you're thinking, what can I get for Hanukkah or Christmas or the birthday or holidays? Maybe the book would be good, not only for the business people in your life, but the other folks as well. You know, we talked a little bit about the arc of your entrepreneurial career. Very successful. You you achieved what many start out to hope for, which is a successful exit. Mm -hmm. But you're not done. You're in a new chapter of your profession. So uh, you have C-squared consulting. And I'm wondering if you could share a little bit about the type of work that you are now doing in this chapter of your life. Sure. Yes, I'm, um, you know, I'm still fairly young and I just can't sit around and do nothing. That's just not my thing. And, and really, I, I define my purpose today is I just really want to create things that help inspire and empower others to fulfill their potential. So with uh, C-squared professional consulting, I identified three pillars to focus on. Uh, and that's really based on my experience as uh, an entrepreneur and in a leadership position and as an executive, and that is uh, leadership development, and then also brand development, and then marketing communications with an emphasis on digital experiences. Mm -hmm. Now, with that, I also combined an aspect of what I like to refer to as energetic practices. Uh, because I have been studying uh, Chinese medical Qigong for the past nine, coming up on nine years here. And Qigong, my first exposure to Qigong was when I, when I studied Chinese Kung Fu, actually, martial Qigong. But there's different flavors of, of Qigong. And for people that are not aware of that and have never heard of it, uh, what it means, it, it, Qi is energy and Gong is skill, so energy skill. And there's um, everything is energy, frequency, and vibrations that Nikola Tesla and Albert Einstein uh, said in their own ways. And um, when I came across more of the health medical Qigong in 2014, it was a game changer for me. I was very out of balance and just out of sorts with just managing um, staff, um, making sure clients were happy, and then juggling family life and you know, all of the pressures that come about. And then when I uh, came across uh, this form of Qigong, it was a game changer for me. I got much more centered, much more in balance. And it just as uh, an entrepreneur in a leadership position, um, making a path to success, it, it just helped me immensely. So I'm bringing that in to combine it with these three pillars that I've identified to create something very unique for people in the, in the right type of setting. 
So I believe differentiation is the key as well as, you know, knowing your niche. I'm wondering when you, what's been the response when you talk about Qigong and the energy work that you're doing as it relates to your consulting business? You know, it's a, it's a great question because I would say 10 years ago, me bringing this up, a lot of people have been like, what? That guy's weird. (laughs) 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 What's that guy talking about? But uh, I would say just even in the past couple of years here, people are so open and receptive to this topic. You know, mindfulness is a big trend, mindfulness right. in the workplace. And that, I think that trend has helped quite a bit because mindfulness is you know, usually centered around meditation. And that's an aspect of Qigong. Um, and, and people are just much more um, aware that there's more to just everything that we just see on the surface and energy is real and, and they're looking, they're seeking ever since uh, the pandemic, everyone's has a a shift in priorities and they're exploring new topics and looking for things that help with anxiety, depression, um, any sort of elements that they have. and, And Qigong actually addresses all those. I happen to know because in scheduling your interview, you were telling me you have been, when you say studying, you go for extended periods of time for intensive study work. I think you just came back from a retreat nine days or something. Were you yes. Yeah, so I was in nine days in seminar. And um, yes, I'm enrolled in a doctorate program for Chinese energy medicine. And it's taught by uh, a gentleman that's uh, a master, just a legend in the space, actually, Dr. Jerry Allen Johnson. And he's been at it for at least 50 years, I think. And, and this is the last time he's teaching and mm. from all over the world come in for this seminar. And it's really fantastic. Last time he's teaching it. And I'm fortunate enough to be involved in, in the program. And I'll be finished with it in um, next year around August or so. Is that when you'll receive the doctorate? Yes. Okay. So that's a commitment that that that's a disciplined approach to learning this science right it's not you're not just skimming it you're getting a yeah. serious education that you can use to help people that's right that's right because there's all kinds of um, theory you know like the five element theory that we talked about that's a part of it mm-hmm. uh, and there's all kinds of protocols and very uh, specific uh, cause and effects and um, it, it's 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 something that Honestly, I'll be studying for the rest of my life. It's that deep. Hmm. Yeah. So speaking of the rest of your life, what from the business perspective, what, what do you see as the vision for the future of your consulting practice? You're now a published author. I mean, what's the future? Yeah, great question. So I really want to have um, a method like a, a platform in a sense to really serve my purpose, which going back to that at this point in my life is really to create things that inspire and empower others to help them fulfill their potential. Right? So the book is a component of that. Uh, the consulting work is a component of that. The, the energy work that I do is a component of that. I have a bunch of clients that come to see me actually for, mm-hmm. for energy work actually separate from my business clients. Um, now, I think there's a way to um, unify all that. And one step at a time, <laughs> the book was the next step. And uh, I'm just going to see how this evolves. But that's the purpose. The how will all manifest as the way it's supposed to, I believe. 
That's the faith aspect in the five element model. Uh, but I, I believe there'll be a number of things working together, a number of components working together to fulfill this purpose. And based on your past performance and what I, I know your focus is, I have no doubt that that vision will be a reality in the future if it, it's already a reality today and it's just manifesting greater and greater. Um, if someone would want to reach out to you, maybe LinkedIn or find you online, get the book, where do you say we go? So LinkedIn's really easy. Um, it's LinkedIn.com slash, you know, in, and then Craig Cook. So, or you can just do a search in LinkedIn for Craig Cook. Uh, that's my profile there. Um, also, the book is available on Amazon. So if you just go to Amazon and, and in the books category, just search for uh, Business Kung Fu, it'll show up. Um, it's already on the bestseller list, which is pretty cool. So um please anyone that um gets it leave a review that's very helpful for me appreciate that uh but yeah, linkedin's a really good spot also my website is uh c squared so the letter c squared pro.io and uh, there's a form on there that you can fill out um i don't put my email address on there because there's so the scrapers and get so much spam so mm -hmm. um, but i monitor that well so it's just a matter of just filling out the form and it helps keep the spam away that way. Well, I want to thank you for allowing Critical Mass Business Talk Show to be one of the first interview you, interviews you've done on the launching of your book, right? <laughs> the first. And uh, I know it's going to be wildly successful. And you've now created a legacy in the pages that you've written. So very wow. proud of you. And thank you for your time. Uh, thank you, Rick. And thank you for um, all the years uh, serving as a mentor, too, which I don't know if you knew, but I mentioned you in the book, actually. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> and I'd like to thank the audience for being a part of Orange County's longest running business talk show. Craig's episode now joins our catalog of over 1,400 interviews that we've done. If you happen to be an Orange County entrepreneur and you would like to tell your story here on our talk show, reach out to me. I'm Rick, R-I-C. F-R-A-N-Z-I on LinkedIn. Coincidentally, that's also our company's website, rickfranzi.com. And until the next time we all have a chance to be together, I hope all of your business decisions will lead your company in a positive direction.